All right, everyone. Welcome to The Real Pursuit. This is Trent. This is Ben. Thanks for coming back. Those five, six followers, episode six here. Um, we are totally pushing out, so please share with your friends, family, subscribe. We do appreciate it. We got some interesting topics today, but there's one thing we talked about before we even did this podcast that I don't think we brought up, and that was this is just our thoughts and opinions and feelings on things right now in the market. We're never. We're not saying we're right. We're not saying we're wrong. It's just our general thoughts on it. It's just, what do we think is going on? What is the conversation that you and I are having in the office day to day? Yeah. Saving our takes and putting them on the pod. Yeah, nothing, nothing personal there. Just just letting people know that, hey, this is what we feel like and this is what we're seeing within the industry. So and I think we've said, I think we've said it on other podcasts before. There's a ton of ways to be successful in the business. Yes. And I, I don't agree with a lot of them. But there's still there's still people getting successful that way. And, and Ben knows me pretty. I'm a black and white guy. Either you do or you don't. Or bada bing, bada boom. So that that's my feelings on it. But I just want to make sure people understand. Like this is just us. Doesn't represent anything else. And I guarantee, a couple of years down the road, our thoughts and opinions are going to change, just like everyone else does and all their thoughts in life. Exactly. Exactly. But what in the hell is going on <laughs> with, with with the world? We're not going to get political, but. I mean, rights and protest, stock market is almost at record highs after a drastic drop. They were predicting another 10 million job loss, like 40 million, and it actually did a 10 million dollars, 10 job loss million swing to they gained two and a half jobs instead of losing seven and a half. We gained 10 million jobs. Stock market doesn't reflect what's going on in the world. I don't know what's going on. Appraisals are coming under $20,000. I mean, everyone has their, every, I feel like everyone in the world at some point has their episode in life. We're like, man, this is crazy. World War II. But the only difference is everyone's on the same side. Fight the Nazis or I think they were. But here it's like, it's all over the place. I, I don't understand anything. The, the world we're living in is absolutely madness. And again, not being political. Um, the 2020 started out with Kobe Bryant dying. Rest in peace. Yeah. And, and a tragic accident. And, you know, we thought that was bad. Little do we know what was going to happen. Then we go off to COVID-19 and, you know, that's not even at the forefront of the car. COVID's gone. Dude, COVID. Okay. Since then, it happened in Minneapolis, which was everyone. Everyone disagrees with that. Her, that her, wasn't horrific. Right. Event. Wasn't right. That cop was deserves right. to be in jail for the rest of his life. And, and no, I, nobody's going to argue. I'm with very that. big on doing. Pro- oh, Dude, I, I listen to so much stuff. You got to think like, dude, what is going on? So that happened. Riots and protesting. The looting is the worst part. It ruins. This is how I view it. That that bad cop that obviously, did he mean to kill him? Probably not. But was he doing something aggressive or done? Absolutely. I think everyone agrees with that. But that bad cop is the same as those people who are looting and ruining the protest for what they're trying to do. It's a shame. That I, one bad cop is... Apparently now, like they're defunded the police in Minneapolis. Uh, they, they are officially. What's that going to do to the real estate? I, but what is what? What's wh- the what is all this going to do? It. I, I don't get it. And, and Trent sent a, a a message to a group chat this morning. I want to get it exact um, because I just thought it was so. It, I I, I want to come up with a, a solid take on it. But he sent right. this picture where. Is it? Okay. Oh, that so, agent? Yeah. So an agent posted, um, huge congratulations to 
blank, blank real estate agents, blank and blank. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yep. They listed a property today and had 60 showings, 15 offers, all on the first day. If you are looking to sell a home, you should probably give them a shout. Trent's response hit hit it perfectly. Has nothing to do with the agents and everything to do with the market. Yep. And we are acting like this is a good thing. We are every, people are advertising that 15 offers in the first 24 hours is a good thing for the market. And that this is going to it's a good thing for our pockets and our sellers right now, but this in the Maybe. long run is not a good thing. I don't I don't know if it necessarily affects the long run. I, I mean, I guess it does. It's just, you know, if the sellers are buying, they're going to run in the same situation. And let's be real. He said, like, reach out to these agents. I'm sure they're good agents. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to post that if it is 2008 and there's 30 houses on the market that are exactly the same. They got 15 offers. Either sellers made it a really nice house or the agents really pitched it really well and did a great job. But, dude, almost every house has 20 showings and 15 offers if it's a reasonable house. If it's beat up, it still takes a while to sell. But it, it's not a good sign like you are saying with the market because it's making it hard for people to find that house. I mean, people, I know buyers that are beat down and just don't want to try and buy anymore. I've got I've got buyers who are throwing in the towel. Because don't they blame are, them. They are putting in offers $30,000 over, over ask, guaranteeing appraised value, no contingencies, and they're losing. What? I don't know what else to do. I mean, we're putting an escalation clause of $25,000 and still losing. I don't see. I don't like escalation clauses because it makes the other agent do too much work. So I tell my buyers now and I let's preference. I did do that a year or two ago, but I was like, we're at the point now submit the offer that I asked my buyer. I'm like, what's the highest you'll pay for this house and be okay with. And they give me the offer. I was like, it's already multiple situations. Let's put in that offer. I just advise them. That's our job. I mean, you kind of got to give them guidance, tell them what to do sometimes. Put in that best offer you want that you're okay with paying, that you're not going to be sad if you lose the house. Keep looking. And if they want to accept looking. it, great. If they don't, we'll just, we're, already, we're already moving forward. Don't sit, you, can't sit, you can't afford to sit around and hope that one offer gets accepted. Yeah, You just can't. And, and, and if you are in the I need to move situation, <laughs> you're not going to get the perfect house. Don't put yourself in I need to move. Yeah. If you if you are looking for the perfect so house, tough. so are five other people who probably have more money than you, dude. I hate to say it, but that's that's the world that we're in, and it's it, yeah. It, I mean, it, I I made the point earlier. You know, if buyers are willing to pay for it, then it's worth that. Let's be real; like, there's a market demand for stuff because there aren't enough houses. And we talked about it before. There's they're not building cheap houses because they can't. There's no. You can't build a cheap house, basically. What even those tiny homes are costing one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and yep. that's being like they build them up here in Tip City. I think they build tiny homes for like one hundred twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, why would you buy a house on wheels, which is basically a mobile home, but smaller, sticks, eight stick, times the price? Sticks and bricks are going <laughs> through the roof, and there's nobody to build it. I I know it's it's interesting, and I don't know if that's going to lead. Bad. I mean, home values are going to stay up because there's it's going to take forever for the builders to catch up if they build. Because like we talked about before, new builds drop thirty percent. But who knows? They could go up a hundred percent next month because I don't know anything anymore. I still keep asking myself. Just losing more hair. Where are the listings? Where are all of these listings? Bro, I'm deep diving for listings right now. I am in the weeds. I am. I am in the pits of war 
right now, the trenches trying to find listings, and where are they? Yeah, dig them. But where are they? You, all these people who are going to sell their house in March, April, May, we're in June, Trent. So obviously, and could, we are still at record low. The the craziness of COVID. Yeah, I think I wonder if people are just you know read something recently where people are spending more money on just improving their house because they can't go buy something, so they're just going to make their house nicer. Like, re- remember Menards next to us and Lowe's? They have never been more packed than never. when there was, quote-unquote, a pandemic going on. Yes. And let's go... So, this is how crazy the world is. The World Health Organization, yesterday, in the morning, is like, oh, by the way, if you're asymptomatic, you can't get... You can't pass on COVID. Eight hours later, China and Nancy Pelosi whispered in their ear, and all of a sudden the guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. 40% of people can pass it on. I'm like... And that's goes back to craziness. You, no one knows what's going on. No one in the world knows what's going on with the pandemic, what's going on with justice, what's going on with the housing market, the stock market, because stock market goes up when unemployment shoots a record high in a record time. We're all guessing. What are we doing right now? <laughs> we are all guessing. God's up there rolling the dice and saying, Yahtzee, baby. Yahtzee. Yeah. We just keep going. <laughs> Jesus. I, I don't... Uh, but. It, that's what I'm it saying was, with the so, listings, with the housing and the appraisals. Like, there's not you can't take someone on a nice straight line anymore. It is a roller coaster ride of WTF. Let's go, <laughs> strap on, baby. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Let, here, here's a roller coaster ride, baby. The Vortex, Kings Island. Rest I am, in peace. You if, can see my numbers right there. I am working, looking at July, July of all months in real estate is might be my worst month out of the entire year, buddy. That might be your worst month out of your career. No, I had a goose egg last year in March. Ooh. Goose egg. I was like, I vowed to never. Do, I'll do whatever I could to never get a goose egg. But July, I'm looking at only right now, $168,000 in volume. We're coming up on you. I'll be at like July. Okay, for people who don't understand, June, July, May, August are supposed to be like your best numbers. That's like your wave, and you kind of ride down the rest of the year. There's not a lot you can do. It's just people who are going to not be buying at the time because of holidays, but Right now, I'm like, what is going on? Now, part of that's me, obviously, but I'm like, my buyer, I got people calling me who I, I, this isn't a stab at people who don't know any better because a lot of buyers and sellers don't know because they do it once every five years. I don't blame them. I just need to find a way to reach out to people and tell them we got to get ahead of the game. These people are wanting to look and buy houses and they don't even have a credit score high enough to get approved for stuff. Well, there's also this, oh my, let's talk about the fact that. It's crazy. There's an overlay on lender stipulations, and you can't get a, a loan under 680. 620, 680. 620. You can't go down to five. I got a guy. I had to send two clients to. I have my primary lender. I had to send two clients to because they need to find, they want to find a house. So I'm like, I prefer to work my first guy. He'll go down to almost 500, but you pay out your ass in fees, like thousands of dollars to get yes. it done. Yes. To get it done. Uh, it's and but you, the, you, the so you have, they don't know. You have these lend, you have these heightened lender guidelines because everybody's losing their job. So they, they are scared over, of COVID. They're, they're worried about COVID. foreclosures. But we're still getting fifteen offers on homes. <laughs> it, it, it's just, it, it, but and sellers under sellers realize because every seller knows. Okay, I can get multiple offers on my house because right. so, somebody on Facebook told them. Oh my god! And they or were the talk- neighbor said or, your house is worth more than that. Yeah, your house is worth more than that. I had, buy it, Karen, I, went buy in, it. I went into a listing appointment. This is this is a true story. I went into a listing appointment and I said, man, I'll tell you right now. This was we met in February. He wanted to list in March. We okay. ended up listing in April. Mm-hmm. 
I went in and I said, and I looked like such a dumbass. Um, but <laughs> I go in, I said, your house is going to sell at two fifty. I sold one in the same neighborhood that uh, the year before at two seventy five. Larger, more updates. I said it's going to sell at two fifty. He said I want to list at two eighty five. Ooh, it's sold. I get right now. I said I would not. <laughs> I would not recommend listing at two eighty five. Okay. I said at best we need to list at two seventy five. He said, let's do two eighty five. Wow. Put it on the market for a week, and then we'll drop down to two seventy five. I said okay, sounds good. Took the listing appointment. Two ninety five, guaranteed appraisal value. That's what the offer you got. We got that's the well, we got multiple offers above two eighty five. Congratulations! That is, but you look like an idiot. I look like an idiot. I told this guy he was going to make forty five thousand dollars less than he is. <laughs> but that's, that's the, the world, weird part. It, last year, it would not have sold for two ninety five. See, and not not the dog on you, which I love to do and prove them right. <laughs> I never tell people an exact number. We'll, we'll, we'll follow up next episode because the okay. appraisal happens in two days. <laughs> yes. I, guaranteed appraisal. Guaranteed appraisal. So they're going to pay the difference? They're going to pay the difference. You have the proof that they're going to pay the difference? It, they're, they're putting 50 down. 50% down. On the house? On the house. Oh, it doesn't matter then. Yeah. They I mean, don't get appraised for so 100 So they got bucks. enough money. They don't give a shit about it. Exactly. And they're just going to roll with it. And you know what? Good for them. I mean, do whatever you yeah, want. Great for them. They really wanted the house and they have to pay if they stay in the house forever. So that brings up two points. I'm glad you brought that up. Two points. One on the listing side, <laughs> there's nothing. You're happy, but they're looking at you like, what do you know? Right. This like he's taking a shot. And that goes back to what we talked about is sometimes you're too much in the business that you know too much. That's actually detrimental. You can't take a wide stance. Have, have you ever used a script where it's like, all right, what do you realistically want to list your, like if you, in a dream world, what would you right. get for your house? And don't say 300,000. Right, right. And now it's 300,000. <laughs> right. Now they can get those prices. Yeah, so you have that situation where it's like, and you're, because you're a professional. You're like the financial planners, like don't bet on Facebook or SpaceX or PayPal. It's dumb. No one's going to send money online. And next thing you know, it blows up. You're like, oh no. But it's, it's still good. They sell, but you're kind of like, because you can use that to market. Like I sold this house for two ninety five, whatever. You could use that, but then think about the buyer's agent who lost a deal where he's telling his buyer, "Don't go over two seventy five. It's not worth it. It won't go that high. It won't appraise, and the deal's going to go through, right? Because they're already putting fifty percent down. He doesn't know that. So that buyer agent is going to be like, "Oh no, it it, it appraised because he doesn't know. He's going to be like, it appraised at two ninety five. If that buyer knows, they're probably getting pissed at the buyer's agent, his buyers, John Smith, whatever, because." They could have gone higher and it probably appraised, which it probably won't. Probably won't. It'll probably go to 275, maybe. maybe I've already, I, I, and I warned him when we got that offer before they did the guarantee appraisal because that was kind of our counter. Yeah. I said, but this isn't going for 295. So this isn't going for 285. What if it what if it does? Well, listen, appraisals are tighter now than ever because they know. control the market. That's one thing we should talk about. Do you want to talk about that? But what, my issue we'll is yes. here's my issue. Here's my issue. If we talk about appraisals, mm-hmm. now what if we have an appraisal listen to us? They're not going to like what we have to say, and then all of our appraisals for the next six years come in short by a thousand or two thousand dollars. And you know what are you talking about? The appraiser doesn't like you. The appraiser doesn't like me. Yeah, it's random though. See, it's whenever they call, I'm like, oh, you want the code to the house? I'll get on it right now. Yeah, yeah, be nice to them, man. Yeah. Here, buddy, if you're an appraisal and you want your foot rubbed, I, I could probably swing it. 
Ben will suck your big toe. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll foot play with you. He doesn't care. It depends on the size of the house, but I might yeah, I might play footsie with you for a seven hundred thousand right. dollar appraisal. It just depends. I'll have to play that game, you know. Yeah. I won't say what it is, but as um, long as we're clothed, I'm good. So See, this people, is why this is why we don't want people in our office to listen to this because we don't we're just talking <laughs> talking about sucking big toes. I I brought it up. I, I'm not, this I don't is not. Do this that. is why I don't do that, right? But now we have to backtrack and convince everybody, all of our <laughs> listeners, that we're not sucking big toes for for appraised value. Well, you mean the thirty downloads? No, we're gonna stop making jokes about how awesome we are with our sweet downloads. But what Ben's getting at is that appraisers own real estate. They they run it. So they ruined it back in 08. They ruined it. They just they gave people whatever they wanted for the appraisal of their house or whatever it was back then. They gave them whatever amount they wanted, and that's what happened. And they got they ruined. were they were. I've heard stories. Here's a story for you. Go for it. I've got a big time investor um, from another state. He told me that what they used to do is they would be working on the inside of the home. Yep. And appraisers were doing drive by appraisals at that time. Mm-hmm. So they would fix up the front of the house first. Oh no! Make it look gorgeous, and the inside would be dog shit. Damn. And they would get appraised value here in like Cal. That sounds like California. That was in Maryland. Okay, okay. I guess yeah. I guess I won't see that Maryland, but that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Well, when they started doing drive-by appraisals with COVID, I was like, yeah. But what I found out, I didn't have that many. I only had the ones where it was like, it was a nice neighborhood, homes appraised, they're all all bricks, like newer. Like, that's the only time I saw really appraisals. I had one sell in Eaglewood, does only like a $75,000 house. Yeah, they walked through that thing. Yeah. And they destroyed it. I, I get I get beat up more on the smaller houses than yeah, I, uh, so on I, appraisals. Yeah, 100%. Because I think the nicer, bigger homes, they if they drive by, they can assume they have granite. They can assume it's nicer because you're not going to build a big house where everything else is selling for three to five hundred thousand dollars and put laminate corian countertops in. And, and, and some of these neighborhoods right the, the price range is so different i mean i think of a neighborhood in in my my well fair housing kill me if i say the neighborhood i think of a neighborhood they called know. like waterbury woods in centerville which has houses that go for 1.5 all the way down to 400 last year and you say 450. Yeah, you say down to 400 like it's low. Well, not, but if, but, it's a huge fluctuation. But that's a huge fluctuation. Yeah. So an appraiser, I mean, if they're not local, they don't know the area. Well, they you can get any comps. you can almost get if you're at $600,000 there, right. you can get that because the comps are there. Yeah, if the house matches, but, but I'm, I'm with you. They're all they're, they're similar size, it's just higher upgrades. And I think what people if they're not obviously in real estate or just got into it, don't understand is Appraiser goes out, looks at the house, finds comps. I still don't thoroughly understand what the hell an appraiser does and how he does it. We're trying to get one in the office to go through the nitty gritty. But it's like, okay. I, I had a conversation trying to get appraisal lifted higher. And uh, you know, I felt like an idiot trying to, I'm like, what is this? He's like, well, I did this, this, and this, and this. I'm like, either he's really good and actually gave a really good appraisal or I'm just a moron. Or something in between. I don't quite understand their job because they can go through and say whatever they want. What people don't understand, it, it's almost impossible. You can't just call up an appraiser and be like, hey, man, can you make it 190 instead of 185? Yeah, I got you, bro. Just buy my beer next time. It's uh, what do you want? Because you're basically telling them. They, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. And here's why. Now, I listened to another podcast when they had an appraiser on there who was an investor. He's like, just call him, be nice. And he's like, even I, he flips homes. And this own invest, or appraiser said, 
I bought homes. I fixed them up. And I was like, oh, this will sell for 200 easy. Appraiser comes in at 170, 175. And you can try and convince him by, but you got to be real cordial and be like, hey, I just want to ask about the appraisal, see where you numbers are. Cause I just, I look at price per square foot. Yes. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all price per square foot. Cause that's it's what makes sense. It's simple, straightforward. As long as the updates and everything match, like, of course, that's what it's going to sell for. And I deduct some based off of condition, blah, blah, blah. But this guy, I mean, he's like, you can be cordial, but you, there's nothing to change your mind. You can try and pay for a second appraisal, but that is like a shot in the is dark. The, is man. the bank going to take that? It's very subjective. I mean, and it's, it, and once that appraisal comes in, right. it, it's tough. And they tell you they're supposed to be unbiased on their opinion of the finishings. Right. Oh, really? An appraisal, they're not supposed to put, think about it this way. So they can go in and say, they can't use the words like, I don't like. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But, right. You know, you could go into a house and have the walls pink, pink, and he is going He's to going have to. a biased opinion on that. So, yeah, it's just going to be unconscious. Like, it's an unconscious opinion. If you had red granite countertops, you still have granite, but he's going to knock you for he's that red like, granite. This looks like the worst Barbie doll house I've ever seen. Yes, but he may not. He's not going to write that, but he's going to be like, Oof. yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, I, I, they're they supposed to be unbiased, but there is a subconscious bias always. And everyone has that. Everyone it's has like a it. Willie Nelson song. I went to bed at two at the 10, woke up at 10 with the two. You thought you saw a 10. He saw it too, baby. It's I know. like that. I've never heard that before. That, that's a Will Nelson song, man. That's a German. That is Will Nelson song. That's man. the farm. <laughs> but anyways, um, appraisals have I th- cause a lot of problems. And they're hard to like ever since this COVID. I didn't see them at first, but they're starting to come in now where they're coming in lower. And it's just hard to adjust that. And like when you tell a seller that, hey, you got an offer of 197. Appraisal came in at 188. What do you do? Yeah. What do you, I mean, it's like, ugh. I mean, it's appraised at that. And if it's an FHA or VA, it's pretty much stuck to that house. Um, if it's conventional, you can go back on the market. So you got more leverage there, but it, it just makes things tricky when the appraisers, you don't know if it's the first house, second house or 30th house they've done in that area. Yep. And you don't know what their personal opinion are. And then it comes down to the point of, okay, so the appraiser is not going to switch it. Right. right. So then what? You're $10,000 off, Right. You're back bo- to the table, baby. Back to the table. So Potentially. Well, well, all right, let's role play. Let's role play. Okay. You have the listing. Yep. It's 10000 under. What do you do? Well, I, I start talking about where we can save some money, right? That's the first thing I okay. do. Um, we're looking at, we'll, we have, here's an example. We had a closing. Um, I, have, I have a closing coming in next week. Okay. And, well, it's supposed to be Friday at, at Dante. Ooh. Uh, oh, all right. Break. Don't well, you can't run the ad yet I'm not because run he the hasn't ad. gotten I, no, proof. but just don't say anything yet, man. He didn't pay for this one. He didn't pay for it, so don't so say we, his name. We'll have our first sponsor next. No week. free ads. No free ads, baby. But we got a sponsor. Sponsor. Cheers. Cheers. Here, listen. Those are some cores like hands. We are Mounds are blue, baby. We are in the green. Well, not really in the green. <laughs> We're not even close. There's no green here. There's no green. There's no green. We're dumping all the money back. Well, green for you. Green for me. I'm zero dollars in. Zero. Ben is zero vested because he's a cheap ass. I'm not a cheap. Trent is is all invested. I might be cheap. And by the way, we do have Instagram up at Real Pursuit. At Real Pursuit. So follow it. We'll update it. Damn, I gotta get my camera. We gotta get a photo, man. 
This is going to be your first Instagram. We posting an Instagram. Yeah, photo? we're sidetracking. Like, Should oh. we have? Got, anyways, oh, yeah. circle back that hurdle. Circle back. That would have been our first ad. And remember, guys, the million dollar giveaway is still on the table. <laughs> Once we hit ten million in profit, million dollar giveaway. We are officially anyone who likes anyone who follows the podcast on Instagram hits us up. Whatever. If you tell us you follow it, you'll be entered into that drawing. The million dollar. Could could you yeah. imagine if we actually gave out a million dollars, bro? I'd rather give it to charity. But this yeah. has been something. Oh, now you just put it on the, the winner, right? Ooh. Whoever wins that, it's yeah. like, hey, buddy, you just won a million dollars. Are you going to give it to charity? We're going to Dark Ages, like church. If you want to go to heaven, give us a million dollars. It's like the 50-50 raffle, and we got to circle back, but let me just finish up this thought. <laughs> we went so far <laughs> off. The 50-50 raffle Ooh. at like high school sporting events, that thing is so frustrating because what you do is you go half, you, you, you put $50 into the 50-50 raffle, I've got a little bit of a gambling problem, right? I don't I used to, but you go put your fifty dollars in a fifty-fifty raffle. You come, you come and win it. You're expected to donate the money. That's ridiculous. I am, I am putting fifty dollars into this raffle, and if I win, I have to give it away. You came from a rich school. Poor schools don't expect that. If you go to Miami, yeah, you better give that fifty-fifty raffle money back. Oh well, I, uh, Trent's setting us up. He's he's getting our first uh, our first photo together. He's got a ring light. We're about to. Oh, well, whatever. We got to get our first IG post up. Dude, if you talk into this mic Damn. one more time, I was trying to mute it. Putting, so this is the amateur status right listen, now. Everybody, everybody, this Bro, is, I'm trying to get it going. If this, this is, was live right now, they think we're idiots. This well, this is what radio is. This is what radio used to be. Yeah, radio used to be fun. What is it when it's so they scripted now? It's what not, is I don't it, even listen to it. What is it when the a politician goes up and starts talking to delay a vote? What is that called? Oh, um That's what I'm doing right now. No, it's a different term. If you've watched Parks and Rec, um, <laughs> yeah, she stands up. Yeah, the well, tech crews did it forever. You're not, you remember that? I don't remember that. I got. Uh, let's see. Got new glasses, so make sure I'm still good. Do not get. Don't put your numbers in there. That's why. Ridiculous. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, come well, on. my numbers are awesome. Well, Just kidding. Edit over that. The uh, put over that. That's where you're going to put. Let's go back to listening. Let's go back to that conversation to where you get an offer. Okay. Appraisal so, is ten grand under. So appraiser came in um, twelve thousand dollars less. I have the buyer. My the first thing my buyer says is I'm not going to pay twelve thousand uh, dollars over appraised value, and they don't have the twelve thousand dollars to put in. Um. So what do they do? The the right the, the situation is where are we going to split this twelve thousand dollars? So we, the first thing I do is call. Okay, if I can come up with six thousand, can you come up with six thousand? Talking to the the listing agent on this deal, right? So they say yes. I say okay. So this deal in particular had a four thousand dollar closing cost. So what we did is my I asked my buyers first off, are you able to bring four thousand dollars in closing? Could you bring, because they were, it was a, it's a USDA loan, which is zero down. Are you able to come up with $4,000? And more importantly, here's a good point to note. Okay. Is that money traceable from your bank? Why is that important? Because all funds at closing have to be traced and have to be sourced. So if your loan officer can only source a thousand dollars, 
you, you can't come up with $4,000. So why not? Because they're, they're, they don't let you, they do not let you close with unsourced funds if it's not a gift or anything like that. And everything has to be sourced. So we come up, my clients say, yes, we can do that. I talked to the lender. Yes, they have the $4,000 sourced income already. So now we're $2,000 off. Okay, 2000 off. 2000 off. I look at the contract. Hey, Mr. Buyer, are you okay with losing your $500 home warranty? Yes, we can get rid of that $500 home warranty. Okay. Now, this is a larger commission, so I don't typically recommend doing this. Dun, dun, dun. We've all been there. We've all been there. I had to cut my commission by $1,500. Okay, just tell your... Per- What's your commission? Let's give people real numbers. My, my commission was $12,000 on this deal. Perfect. I'll cut $1,500. A little over 10%. little over 10%. But I yeah. will cut $1,500 to make 12000 Now... Minus fifteen. Here's here's a situation when I wouldn't do that. If this was the first house my clients saw and their experience had been very good and I know they would come back if they chose not to do this house, I probably wouldn't cut my commission. But I know these buyers, if they weren't gonna buy this house, yeah, they weren't gonna buy a house. Yeah, that that is strictly so a I business w- decision. I would have lost twelve thousand dollars had I not done that. I call the other agent and I say, Hey, just letting you know, my clients have come up with the $6,000. Here's how we're doing it. Your okay. clients need to lower the price by $6,000. And they did it. They actually did it. Well, we lowered it to the appraised value. Yeah. And because of how we spun it, they lost 6000 My clients came up with essentially 6000 Okay. I know the real estate agent cut some commission on her side to make it worthwhile yep. for these buyers, these sellers. But that's how you bring it together. It, as a new agent, I don't know if I would be able to do that. I would not be able to look okay. at the numbers and spin it. Now, what I've done was very, I mean, there's other things that you can switch up, like the prorations of taxes. and. Uh, but someone's still eating that somewhere. Someone, it doesn't really affect. Someone's still eating it, but there's yeah. ways that you can spin these things. And it's important as an agent to learn that, right? So if you're a new agent, right. and, and we were all new. I mean, if you would have asked me this when I first started, I would have been dead in the water. I would have had no idea what to do. Well, I'm with you because when I first got in... <clears throat> Here's two mistakes. Well, one mistake. The other one was just whatever. But the first mistake I made was going only after sellers. Now, I didn't really have any listings really go for it because everyone tells you listing, listing, listings, which, yes, you that is the name of the game. But you should take and figure out some way to get whatever you can to start off with. I think it's 30% or 60% of buyers are sellers too. So you're going to get some sell, some listings probably by working with buyers. Um I would, but you gotta. If I, if you're a new agent, I would suggest go after listings, and your buyers will come going after your listings. Yeah, but I think buyers can sometimes get be easier getting out. You might spend more time wasted. But I don't. I worked forever, and I didn't get any business. I don't understand. Four or five months. Okay, so trying to go for it, man. I've been a listing agent. My favorite clients were the first ones, uh, Rachel and Frank. They're awesome. They, Shout they out gave me, Rachel and Frank. Yep, both state patrol officers. So with everything going on, they got a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Great people though. But um, thoughts with your family right now? They uh, they gave me opportunity. I think because I was in the National Guard, they're pleased. So they're first people. Um, but it was hard. It took me forever to get to those first people. But if I could have used someone else's listing to do an open house, or if I could have done something else, at least get out there and meet some people to get some deals that I could have generated and showed some numbers. So that was my first mistake. Second mistake is I was like, not cut my commission. So I'm not saying do 4% or list for free or anything like that. What I'm going back to is like what Ben was saving the deal. There's been deals where, okay, if you're at the end, 
And I'm not saying cut 500 or $1,500. Why lose 33.3% of your commission? That, that's not worth it. It's not worth it. You'll find something else. But if you're cutthroat, like one deal I did, similar to you, <laughs> listen, it, here's where the listing agent made a mistake. She's like, well, I told my sellers I'll cut go down 2%. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. I'll cut 500. Because I told her, I was like, I was going to say we cut 500 and the lender will cut 1,000. My buyers can bring 2K. It will be pretty close to what you need. This is the one that came down 10 grand under, nine grand under. And we were asking for 6,000 closing, got down to four. So we cut 2K off closing costs, $1,000 total from the agents and 1,000 from the lender. But she already gave up 1%. With, so if you're negotiating, so she's got no she screwed herself. Now, it was her own family because I was actually prospecting that guy a year, six months ago. And he's like, I got an agent, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, so there was time I took $500 off to go make $5,000. So instead of 5,500 made 5,000. So for me, worth it because it's my admin's family member. We did a one house, one show, one offer. I wasted, I, I won't say wasted. I spent minimal time with these people, but I did help them get to where they needed to and figure everything out. But yeah, I took 500, but I'm at the end of the deal. Am I going to stop, restart and go look over in the neighborhood in Germantown where there's five listings available? five listings for all the buyers out there. I mean, what are you going to do? So it, what it benefited my buyers at that point. Now I'm not going to cut $2,000 off. No, I got a business to run. No. Yeah. That's now, where that's that fine line. It's like, now as a new agent, you, though, there are, there, yeah. you will make a mistake sometime. And I, it may I, not even be a mistake. It's only a mistake if it's not planned. Right. Yes. So if, if you want to be the agent who does 4% listings and build up your business, and then once you get it so strong that everyone knows your name and you're good, and then you go full percent. And we know agent did that. Trent and I know. I never dogged her. I no, never dogged her. I, I was like, hey, that people get mad about that and I don't like it. But I'm like, if that's how you're going to do it to build your business, go for it. I don't care. There, there is an agent out here. We won't mention her name. And nope. we were talking about her earlier today and she crushes it. She does not. I, I don't. It's only like her. It is, I've heard some weird stuff, but nonetheless, it's just hearsay. She a ton of deals. Crushes it. And. Yep. Again, obviously, and I don't think I, if she ever heard this, I don't think I'd be spreading any rumors that she hadn't heard. The, the rumor is that at the beginning of the, she blew up overnight. Yeah. And it seems like from what we've been told that it was a huge, massive commission cuts in like one particular area. Listing for free. Listing for free almost in one particular area. And now because she sells 300 homes a year, yeah. she can charge whatever she wants and he's exaggerating at 300 but 150 so because we talked, are, Trent, we talked these about her a while but, ago but let's too. also note that these aren't these aren't hundred thousand yeah. dollar houses they're like three four five hundred thousand dollars three four five hundred thousand dollar houses 150 right. a year at three three point two five commission I and, think okay sure. and she commands it because if you're going to sell in this neighborhood you sell with her yeah i mean if that, it seems like that was their plan. And that's, that's a great plan, but I mean. And that's one of the strategies we just talked about. There's man. a million ways to be successful yeah. in this business. I don't agree with all of them. Yeah. But, but you better to be dedicated. And she was definitely dedicated. She did a ton of deals. Now, her thing was, if I believe I'm right, I never sold a home with her. But basically, you list with her. She'll sell for free. You just got to buy with her. Correct. So she's making money somewhere, but she's really doing twice amount of work. Now, when you have a listing, it's easier, I should say, because it's not like you're running around for hours on end. But she is doing it on the back end, and I don't know if they're buying up. That's the thing. 
Like a lot of she times, has high numbers. A lot of times in that neighborhood, people are buying up. You're true. I mean, she's not dealing with hundred thousand dollar homes and people making thirty thousand, which I nothing she, wrong with I that. Think she's just, very smart and knew she what she was, was doing. Sneaky, just sneaky. I think she knew exactly what yeah. she was doing. And while everybody was like, "Oh, that can't last. That can't last. You can't cut your commission forever." It's like, hey, 2019 surprise mother effers. I'm going three and a half percent on my side. Is that what she does now? I, I don't know if that's what she does, but she can. Potentially, she can. Yeah. I mean, her phone's ringing. I'm sure she gets a call every single day. Yeah, but it's so this is great. It's like chicken and the egg. It's like, okay, she got all that business because I mean, these sellers were saving some money by not paying anything on the on the front end with their listing. But when they come back to call, they're gonna remember she sold their house for free. And and they'll remember that, but guess what? And is she gonna be like, Well, I'm gonna we don't know what she the problem is we don't know what she's doing. And like we said from the beginning, or at least I've always thought in this business, I'm all about GC I'm all about my income at home. I would rather I probably made. We talked about it. Yeah, I'd rather make my money now and be home and hang out with my family and stuff. Because, I mean, I heard the best thing ever. I'm jumping around here, but best thing I ever heard for every yes I say, that's a no to my family. Boom! I also, Mic drop. Yeah, no, and, and it's it's uh, great. It, it it's hundred percent true. If, if you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yeah, you're saying. And the guy I was listening to, he's like, every time I say yes to something, it means I'm saying no to my family. Is I was that, like, damn, that's good. I was like, he's absolutely right. So when you're going to show this buyer, you're not qualified at all. And they're looking at these houses. You're like, why am I wasting my Sunday evening for, for two hours when for I'm, someone who shows up late all the time? When I drive an hour for a showing <laughs> and then an hour back to find out that Trent showed them a different property an hour south, am I wasting my time? Yeah. And then they should I have asked, should I have asked them a couple questions? And then they yeah. submit an offer with another agent. Who ends up being their cousin. Who ends up being their cousin. Not to say that this is something that's happened to me recently. But that would be a pretty bad waste of time because I didn't qualify them enough. And also a bad decision for taking the listening an hour away. Uh, well, 3000 uh, It's $3,000. You, you spread that money out in time. It's not worth it. Well, if you're um, capped at Keller Williams. Jeez. <laughs> And if you're looking, if you're interested in switching to Keller Williams, Stop I'd it. love to have a conversation with you. I now have to edit downline. this. No, you don't. I am editing that bullshit out. We we weren't. So this is not a pitch for Keller Williams, but if you're interested, give Trent Bargy a call. I don't Yeah. Okay. No All long right. distance charges. So anyways. Well, yeah. I mean, if but seriously, though, if you want to go, it's okay. But she, you can that was great. Ride. She got the business. Yeah. Now she's, I guess she's doing normal fees. I don't know. Um, that's I mean, awesome, I, would, I would assume that she's doing normal fees. She can't. I mean, she is. She the, has her own brokerage now. She runs her own spot. Good for her. I want to talk. Unless she is. Oh, I, I mean, the, the only reason I would never want to do that, not that it's a bad idea, which my brain it is, but um, she's running around crazy. I mean, she did a lot of, she had to do a lot of units to make any money. Yes. Like everyone's going to be like, I sold 200 homes and did 15 or probably $30 million in volume. But you really, if if she did 0% listing on each side, she did half that. What do you think the board would look like if we put GCI? Not even GCI. Net income. Net income. Put it up there, baby. Well, well let's all let's start let's all start instead of <laughs> instead let's of be like two thousand and fucking twelve with or let's stop sixteen. Let's stop rocking our volume of units. Let's just show hey. Let's show baby, how much you're making, baby. This is, this is my pay. This is my tax return. Yeah. Let's show your tax returns. Let's all your write-offs. And all let's see of them. All of them. And let's see what it really looks like. Let's see net income. That's net. Let's income. start doing awards off of net income and see how, how and quick I, people and are. I've always change. said this. I, I told our CPAs this. I was like, I don't care how much I pay in taxes because the more I pay in taxes, 
means I made that much money. Yes. I, I don't really care. My goal is just be super successful, sell a bunch of stuff, whatever, have fun, have a good career and have no one yell at me and hate me. But it's like, okay, my taxes go to stuff. It goes to here, here's a question. social are stuff, you, are, roads and stuff. Are you going to go put your, are you prepaying your taxes? Here's, here's a quick yes, question. Quarterly taxes. Why would you do that? Here, and just follow me. Let me answer yep. the whole question. Yes. Let me ask the whole question. You pay your taxes quarterly. Yep. Or you set it into an account. You invest into that account. You make a return on that money over the year. And then pay your taxes. That, You're rolling your eyes. That's the dumbest thing. That's not a dumb thing. Why okay. would I make more money on money that I'm, I'm going to go out? One, because what are you putting your... Okay. What are you going to invest your money in? You got to have something pretty liquid. Okay. Right? So what's what, liquid you, and secure? You, okay. You find a flip, right? You find a flip. You've got... No. $50,000 in your t- in your tax account for the year. Yep. Uh, you know that you have $50,000 in your tax account. You buy a property for 50. So you just use your tax okay. account to buy the property for 50. You put 15 into it. That money turns into $100,000. Okay. That's a good return on that $50,000. Okay. So what if it doesn't? So what if you take that 50000 you save for taxes? What if a meteor and you lose your earth and you lose your ass on it and COVID hits or something crazy like that? Let me tell you about tax <laughs> payment plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a... We need a CPA me, to talk to you about that. Let me that. tell you about tax payment plans. So if you own any other business, I get money taken out of my commission checks right away. I put it in an account. I do not touch it because the last thing I want to do is lose my ass with my tax money. I got to the government. So when you file your taxes at the end of the year, do you get a return? I got, or do you, I got a $200 state return and I owe, well, me and my wife are both self-employed. So we always owe money. If we ever get tax money back, that means we are not in a good situation. Not in a good spot. If we get money back and you're self-employed, your CPAs aren't that good. You're just that bad at your job and you should probably go working nine to five. But I don't touch tax money because the government will get that one way what or the other. What do you set aside into an account? And this is just... Well, I was doing 30%. Then I rolled in an S-Corp. So I changed that now to 15%. Okay. Because I only get taxed on that 15%. And you're paying yourself a salary then? Get paid salary. That's reasonable. By the way, IRS does not state what is reasonable. And I mean, there are some people who really flirt that line. And my, <laughs> and they were, and my CPAs are very straight edge, so I'm cool. I pay myself a healthy, guy's like a got, decent salary. Guy's got a $30,000 a year salary living in a million-dollar house. It's like, let's talk uh, about that. Let's let's look at your bonuses. The guy's driving a car that's twice as much. That's worth twice as much as what he pays himself. Yeah. But anyways, because you do the S-Corp thing, you get dividends, you, you only get taxed 15% instead of the full 30%, which I probably got killed this year, and I could have saved... I don't know, 10, 15 grand probably. Is this, is this the sixth episode that we didn't get to the topics in our time frame? No, we got the topics a little bit. The craziness about we, what we, do we do? Well, we, we, never, we were supposed to talk about. We were supposed to talk about habits. And that's why we never got to it because we do not have habits. We do. We have habits that we are good and bad. Do we I, have like a minute and a half left? I know. Habits. One here. It's all about discipline. We'll, we'll, Tony Robbins. We are circling back. I got to listen to episode five to make sure we didn't promise to talk about something. Episode six. So episode seven. Ben we'll doesn't be, even listen to our podcast because he's afraid we sound really bad. Can't hear my own voice, man. It's it's a it's a. Well, we're for the few people that do listen, or hopefully more that come once we start pushing it. We have. Trent, we need you, feedback. I mean, we, we have, know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. I know we're rambling. I know I cut off too much. We have five hundred subscribers. After six episodes, Trent. How many did we pay for? 
We didn't pay for any. <laughs> we have 500 subscribers after six episodes. I mean, that's, that's awesome. We have something here. I mean, that's our sponsorships. Crazy. Our ad, our ad is open. So, well, you know, if you want to title companies, you, ad, they let their money title companies, uh, loan officers, Local boutiques. If you want to send us stuff like swag bags, listen, your boy nutrition stores, it, we, both, shops, we both five have star. two, two baby girls on the way. If you're baby girls, if damn, bye bye. Scary. Bye bye, baby. If you want okay. to send us swag or baby clothes, I mean, that's okay. I don't think anyone from Bye Bye Baby is listening to All right. I got, I got one quick story for you, though. All right. So we brought, Shoot. we brought, uh, um, my brother in law is getting into real estate and he's, uh, he started the business and he got his first listing. Is he on the Ben Bolton group? He's on the Bolton group. Get it right. How um, much are you taking? <laughs> our commission splits are confidential within the team and industry standard. Did he sign the contract? Industry standard. So there are non-disclosures involved, Connor. Um, and so he uh, he gets his first listing appointment. We go out on it together. We do I do a listing presentation and he wins it. Awesome. Nice. So he we how did, um how do you want it? He's he's <laughs> dating. <laughs> he's dating the parents, <laughs> the, the the owners. He's dating the owner's daughter. Wow. Uh, anyway, so he won it. He won it. Okay. So he gets yeah. the listing. I, anyways, well, <laughs> uh, I, okay. I I can't get to the photo. Right. I can't get yep. to the photo session. Right. So he he. I tell him. I sent him out there. I said, Hey, you need to be there for the photos. Just kind of walk through. Make sure everything's ready for the photographer. Oh, no. He shows up there, and the owner greets him and says, We've got an issue. And I'm like, I, I'm not hearing about this. I'm in an appointment. The reason I can't be at this is I'm in an appointment with my babe, uh, with my my wife for the baby appointment, ultrasound. So I'm not, I, I'm not even on my phone. Right. I, I can't respond at all. Yep. He texts me. He says we have an issue. I said, what's wrong? He said, um, the basement's flooding. <laughs> the sump pump failed. It's not a big deal. The photographer is going to be there in five minutes. Upstairs photos only. <laughs> I texted him. I said, upstairs photos only. Yes. And yes. I said, welcome to the business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing goes smooth, man. Nothing goes smooth. Fuck. Total sub pump failure. His first day out there, he is. The, it, the only way to stop the water flowing was a new sump pump. And I sent him some numbers. I said, welcome to the business. Buddy. Was, it a, was it a finished basement? Finished basement. Oh, shit. That's going to take a while to clean up. Well, upstairs photos. You write on property disclosures, you get it fixed, move on. In this market, nobody cares, do they? Welcome to the business. Welcome to the business. All right, guys, Real Pursuit. Again, follow us on Instagram at Real Pursuit. Uh, my name is Trent. This is Ben. Feedback, follows, shares, anything you guys can do. We appreciate it. Thanks again. <laughs>